right, hey guys, we are back. Um, we are very sorry for ghosting all of you, kind of. Just kidding, we are. Uh, I feel like we started off really strong with this podcast and feel like I was always like kung ho about it. And then I'm moving. You guys and, left us, to be honest, but that's fine. We're here for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just a lot of personal shit came up, like for me, obviously, and Vanessa too. But I'm going to blame all of this on me just because I moved across country. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff happened with me since, but it's your fault that you moved across the country. Because so. otherwise we probably would have kept on doing this. But I think we have finally figured out how to put all of this together. We are actually using Zoom. So if any of you want to do like podcasting or are thinking about it, let's see if this works. If your friend left you and moved far away, you can still do it. It's possible. All right then. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to check it out, maybe something worth looking at and if the sound quality sounds good to all of you. But, um, yeah, what are we talking about, Vanessa? We're talking about what's happened to us since we stopped recording and, um, all about what you did, how you got there, your trip, how you doing now. We'll listen to you first. Okay, so obviously probably some of you have seen on my social media accounts, um, I moved from Connecticut to Arizona. I got here in July. Um, I did a cross-country trip. I sold all of my shit and pretty much whatever I could take with me, I took with me. Um, I ended up shipping my car. So if you have like a smaller car, I definitely recommend doing so. Um, I was able to pack stuff in my car as well, so that was pretty neat. Um, like, shit that I didn't exactly need. Um, and then I ended up getting a big rental SUV, and I definitely strongly recommend um, bringing somebody with you, as um, doing the trip alone would definitely be super um, lonely. Um, so my car shipping cost me 1200 My car rental cost me, I think, 1100 um, with gas and all said and done, probably $1,400. Um, we went through like Nashville. I did, um, I did Texas, New Mexico. Um, white, and, sands? Huh? white sands. Oh yeah, white sands. Like that was really fucking cool. Um, I definitely strongly recommend if any of you are moving like a further distance away, um, definitely do a cross-country trip if you can, because that was definitely one in the books and once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. Um, but since getting out here, I'm sure um, some of you might have seen from my Instagram post, shit has been hard. It's definitely not easy, um, no matter, you know, how much I saved, no matter how much I prepared myself uh, or thought I prepared myself. Um, moving alone is definitely... I knew it was going to be hard, um, but I didn't really realize how hard it was going to be. Um, I feel like a lot of the times I make decisions, um, not that I don't think it through, but I feel like at times I don't realize like how difficult shit can be until I'm actually in it. Well, I think, I think like all said and done, even though you thought it was really hard at the beginning, like you're already filling up, you're already like on your way, you set yourself up. I, I It's hard to to go from like a full book to like a whole new place but you already knew what you were doing so you did it pretty quickly and even though you were complaining like once in a while like oh I don't have any clients like 
you do now. And it really hasn't been that long considering it took me, it takes everyone else years to build their clientele in the beginning anyway. Right. Um, I mean, I'm still building and you know, if, if I'll be quite frankly honest, <clears throat> I had to get a side job. So if you are moving and starting all over, I definitely recommend doing so. Um, I had the savings, but those savings quickly depleted. Certain lifestyle. Yeah, even you know what, I really like toned down on my lifestyle, but it it was a harsh reality. And not that I was ever not grateful, but you know, having a full book back home, like my books were closed. I was training every other weekend. I was traveling. And, you know, the money flow was very consistent and obviously it took me time to get there. But um, I was just talking to actually one of my friends today and kind of explained that no matter how talented you are and like no matter how good you are at your craft, when you are starting over, you are starting over, especially if it's a clientele based business. Um, you could be, you know, excellent at your craft, but if you're going somewhere where nobody knows you, it doesn't really fucking matter. You know what? Uh, unless you have like an insane social media following, sure. You know, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be easier to, you know, even then, even then your following's all over the place. It's not in that one specific place where you're following. And that was like another thing too with Instagram. I had to um, like retrain my algorithm for, you know, people to notice me here. So <clears throat> if you are moving a couple tips and tricks, definitely save up as much money as you can and try to leave with no debt. Uh, make sure all your car taxes are paid, like make sure you're like not, you don't know anything um, and pay off all your credit cards. But anyway, so that has been the journey. Um, I'm definitely loving it out here, you know, as it was really brutally hot, like the first two months. And I mean, I'm on my third month here. So it's definitely starting to cool down. Uh, the mornings are really nice. And it's definitely nice to like not be bundled up or like, you know, be freezing all the time or have like crappy rainy weather. Um, so I'm super happy about that. And honestly, everybody that I have met here, you know, all the girls at the Lash Bomb Studio have been so kind and so welcoming. And, um, you know, I definitely thank social media for that because honestly, if it wasn't for social media, I probably wouldn't even be here right now. You know, like this opportunity would have not been presented to me or, you know, I wouldn't have jumped on board and been like, you know what, Arizona is a good idea. So yeah. So what about you, Nessa? What has been up with you? So since our last episode, I have made a gigantic change in my life as well. Um, I didn't go anywhere. I'm still in Providence, but I did shut down my studio um, and move into a permanent makeup studio where I rent a little room all by myself. Um, I kind of just decided that I being an owner wasn't for me and um it, it did make me feel like kind of a little bit of a failure but what now that I'm out of the situation just like it wasn't meant for me being an owner you have to be a manager um I think that maybe if I wasn't taking clients I would have enjoyed it but mm -hmm. I don't have the time to correct other people's mistakes when I'm taking my own clients and I'm teaching I have all these jobs this is like seven jobs in one and I there's a reason I don't have children. I don't like to babysit. And I feel like I was a babysitter every day. The girls who worked with me were all amazing. Um, I even like got a room down the hall from me in the place that I am now for two of the girls who work for me because I do love them. And they're all like so incredibly talented. They're better than me. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but 
I just couldn't, I couldn't correct other people's mistakes anymore. I get home and you're doing, you know, inventory email, all the bills on top of the rent and just stocking everything and online booking and marketing. And, you know, if, if something goes wrong with a client, I have to like either give my free time up to correct it or, um, like reprimand whoever did something wrong. And I don't really like, I don't, I don't enjoy being that kind of authoritative figure if you I don't I don't want to tell people they're doing bad I like to just like encourage and teach and make people better but I don't want to have to be like hey you did a bad job like you need to go fix this this and this and then I'm making somebody upset and making them feel like they're not good at their job or that just all was too much for me and I think when I opened the studio I wasn't I wasn't sure what was next for me I just knew that I needed a place of my own to work and I wasn't sure how to do that without just kind of like opening up a space. Um, I feel like that's for a lot of people that is the next move or what a lot of people think is right. And I don't think no one can really make that decision until you're actually in it to see if it works for you or if it right. doesn't. It didn't work for me. And at the time too, I wasn't really teaching a lot. And I was like, oh, okay, well, the next thing for me should probably be an owner because that's how I'll make more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, it does make you a little bit of money, but then teaching ends up being more beneficial in that area for me anyway. Um, And once I started teaching more, I was like, wait, I think that's my next path, not really owning. Um, And I can't just do all those things at once. So eventually when it came down to signing my lease for the third year in a row, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to continue basically to be a babysitter forever. So what are my options here? And I think another reason why I opened the studio in the first place is because when I'm looking for somewhere to work, I'm like, well, I don't want to work in a salon. I don't want to work somewhere with a million girls. I want to work where there's hair chemicals, nail chemicals, blah, 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 making my job hard. I don't want to work for somebody else. So I didn't really know what to do. So when I decided that it was either time to resign or figure something out, I was like, well, where could I go? So um, Marissa, who owns Pretty Things, the permanent makeup studio that I work at now, when she first started doing permanent makeup, she approached me to work with me and we couldn't get her um, room to be approved for like tattooing or anything. So she couldn't work. So she went down the road and opened up her own studio, which is beautiful. And she's really successful. And I had always known that like, I would have liked to work with her and I love what she was doing. And I know that she had some rooms in there, but I didn't know if she had any room for me. So Carol forced me to reach out to her, even though I was nervous and she read my message and I was like, Oh my God, she didn't answer me. She hates me. This is it. Now I have to resign my lease. But, um, Marissa was like, Oh my God, I would love for you to work here. And she had, um, kind of like this space that was all different office spaces and there was one room left that was rented to a different kind of company it wasn't it wasn't like any of the beauty industry that she had in hers um it was like some girl who was sewing so that girl wanted to get out but she was in her lease for like a few more months and she was like if you want to take over her room then that could be yours and the whole floor could be ours and I was like oh that's perfect so we agreed on that, and um, but I had decided if Marissa said no or didn't have any room for me, that I was going to resign my lease because I didn't want to work in a salon. I didn't want to go into a place where like I didn't feel comfortable because I'm so far along at this point where I can't like revert back to someone being in control of me or me being uncomfortable. So it was either be part of Pretty Things or resign my lease. But luckily, Marissa had room for me, 
So that's where I am now. Um, if anyone follows me, you've seen like the huge change in what my studio looks like. It's all like dark and I have an ivy wall, whereas my studio used to be like open and white and pink and pretty. So I feel like I got to make it more me. And now I'm in a room by myself with my clients where I can control every situation, all the conversations. I feel a lot more comfortable every day because I don't feel so stressed out and so crazy like controlling six different people at once. Right, you have like one thing to worry about or even, you know, maybe not necessarily one, but you know, you just have to worry about you and your trainings and basically the shit that you need to handle and not everybody else. And I think that's probably a huge stress relief. Right, and I feel much more in control of every aspect, like of my training, of my clients, um, because I can just take it like one day at a time and not worry about a million other things. Um, but Julie and Nicole, who worked for me, are, are renting another room. They're splitting a room down the hall. So I still have them. And, you know, we still get to work, like, if we have any questions for each other or if we have to pass our clients back and forth. Like, I feel like it's still a teamwork, but it's just a different, um, like, different aspect of it. And I think it's cool, too, because without you probably realizing, but it probably made Julie and um, Nicole grow up you know, in like the business sense too, it was like a quick, you know, one, two, three, like, hey, you really got to figure this out on your Take own. Break it, guys. <laughs> Move down the hall. Let's go. It, it was a good thing for them too, without you probably even realizing it or for them to even realize it. When you have to make quick business moves like that, it's either going to end up really good or it's not, you know, but I think when you make moves fast for business, I think sometimes it can be better than actually sitting on something for too right. long. Under done. You don't have a choice. <laughs> Right, like figure it out and just kind of take it from there and see what happens. Um, but tell all of us about your branding too and where that is headed because I think a lot of you can see, you know, your branding has, you know, been all over the place if we will, which is totally fine. But I think it's really cool to see, um, you know, obviously a lot of people look up to you in the industry and just seeing how, you know, you have gone from super dark to, you know, more pastelli and now we're Ivy and like, where, where's all of that headed? Um, so I feel like I've told, I, I continue to tell this story, like as I go and I like, as I rebrand, but, and we've talked about this, like in our first episode, like when I first started, I didn't really know who to be or, or what I should portray to like, please the public or like please other people in the beauty industry or whatever. Um, but I did end up making everything kind of dark to reflect myself more. Um, but where I want to take myself and my training and my brand and things that will happen in the very near future, um, I feel like I had to make it a little bit cuter, um, while still being like who I am, um, just so that honestly, I have more options for, like text posts and backgrounds and um just like social media edits and um maybe like labels in the future or merch stuff like that more options to make things like to like please more people like if people only a certain type of people will like something if i'm gonna be doing like old english and like black and green and purple you know what i mean and if it's like lighter and cuter I feel like it reaches more people and it pleases more people and it catches more people's eyes in general. Yeah. Um, so I actually had my boyfriend's friend is in art school and she's really young and everything she does is like super spooky. And I kept trying to find someone to do a logo for me that would like reflect me, but I just feel like no one really understood like what I was going for. Um, like creepy and cute at the same time, I feel like it was hard to nail. Um, so 
I reached out to her and I was like, I don't know if you can really accomplish this, but um, just because everything I see from her is so dark, I haven't seen really anything else. So I was like, let me just, let me just give it a shot. And um, she like hand drew something that I asked for really quickly with a pencil. And I was like, I barely even told her anything. And she just like nailed it. Um, so I had her do my logo. I feel like this is the most like you logo that I've definitely seen. Like, I think it represents you and not necessarily what you believe in, but I think, um, well, I remember when I first met you, I really just thought, we talked online and I like, I'll never forget this because I just thought you were just this entirely different person when I actually met you. And when I met you, I was like, Oh shit. Like she's kind of dark and weird, but in a good way, you know, like I, I feel like I get along with a lot of people. So that didn't throw me off, but I feel like now you've just come And that's why I had to make it cute at the same time, because I want it to be like spooky and creepy, like things that I enjoy, but I also have to keep it like kind of like that people aren't like oh that's too much so <laughs> that's basically exactly what I told her and she just like got it in one shot so um I love her a lot and I've tagged her and everything and she does um like commission work and logos a bunch of my friends from the beauty industry have been using her now so she's oh cool. well I'm obviously missing out shit so I have to reach out to her too well your logo is great right now everything you do is looking cute anyway um but I feel like you nailed it for you pretty quickly and it just took me forever um, to like kind of just like integrate both parts of me and what I'm looking to like portray. Um, so yeah, everything's been pastelly and witchy at the same time, which I feel like if you know, if you've ever seen me in real life, like I'm either wearing black or baby pink. So I feel like it, it's, it's meeting like who I really am pretty well. It's like meeting right in the middle, which yeah. is fucking awesome. You know, what's crazy too. <clears throat> I thought, um, I really love my branding and I do feel like it's true to me, but there is something that's not being spoken about in the industry. And I feel like we go through different phases of our lives and I feel like we change and so does our brand. It's right. really hard to, especially being younger, I'm sure, you know, I think if you're older, you know, you've seen life and whatever, but being younger, I always, I think that's what I struggled with or like have thought until now that once you figure this out, you just have to do that forever. And that's actually not the case. Like you could yeah, like for four months and you know, like that fifth month, you feel like you're changing, your views are changing. Maybe you start like in different, you know, style of clothing or whatever. And also you're allowed to change your brand as many times as you want. That's my personal opinion because there's nothing worse than feeling trapped in something when it's not truly you. And, and it's like, I made a, po a post that I made the other day was like, I just want to explain like who I am and I'm trying, I want everyone to like be true to themselves. Like you don't have to be pink and glittery or like minimalistic and white and like pretty, like you can be all of it. I think it's totally okay. I think Instagram is such a weird fucking world. Like I love Instagram and Instagram really has tremendously helped my business. But in the same token, there's weird expectations placed on us as to what things should look like or what they should be and like what's aesthetically pleasing and what's not. And I feel like now that you know, I'm growing as a person and as an artist too. I'm just starting to realize that I don't think people really care so much about that. I think people want to see good content and shit that helps them. And that's kind of where I am going to be focusing my business. I think it's cute to, you know, post awesome pictures and stuff, but 
I think it's much more beneficial when you are posting things that might help somebody else or just show how you made something and just being transparent and open. Like you can have one black picture and you can have a pink picture and you can have gray and like you can do all of these things in one as long as you bring it value. I think I have a, a hard time um, being like open with everything that I do. I'm like, here's this thing I did. And then you're very like, look at all the steps I got to get there. And I'm like, oh God, that's so exhausting. but when you're when you're more real about things even like your aesthetic or what you're doing or your steps or your techniques or whatever it also like makes people relate to you more and they want to talk to you they want to reach out to you they want to interact with you and not only is that great like to have that community but it's also great for your platform because it does grow when people actually want to engage with you and like appreciate you Right. And I think we're noticing that I feel like this whole topic is becoming about Instagram and I'm loving it. Um, but the, like the Instagram world is shifting too. Um, I feel like I'm seeing this big shift before it was, everybody was super secretive and like, Oh, like can't tell you what apps I use and all of this stuff versus I'm just much more honest and open about how I edit and what I do. And, I don't think there needs to be a dollar sign on everything. And I feel like I made myself like super clear about that. Um, I feel like when you're genuinely actually helping somebody when they're like truly struggling with something and if it's something as small as picture editing or showing how to pick up a fan, um, they're going to trust you and they're going to want to know more information from you. And also not everybody like interprets information the same way. Like I can literally put out like an editing video right now, how I edit like on Facetune, which I'm actually going to do this week. Um, And some people are probably going to watch like through it and really want to know how to edit their pictures. And other people don't care because there's not an easy, quick solution to it, you know? Um, And I feel like people have such a hard time understanding that. Hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much where I'm at with Instagram and editing and just like life in general I feel like I'm just shifting as a person and like what I believe in and I think I'm slowly starting to figure out what my what my role is in the industry if that makes sense because it's hard it's like intimidating to at first you know trying to figure out where you're going where you're headed and um, not necessarily competition but um, I feel like there's a lot of, we were having this conversation via text a few days ago. There's a lot of like um, trainers and like people who everyone looks up to in the industry who are just putting out perfect work. And, you know, if you want to be perfect like me, pay me basically. And, um, you know, there's a spot for that. And then there's, there's a lot of room in between for people who want to be successful in a way that they think is successful successful that doesn't mean being perfect to being a billionaire or anything like that it just means like you know I I and I think you too like we're pretty similar in that way like want to teach people how to like enjoy their career and what they're doing and be successful in their own way where they can please their clients and themselves every day and make a little bit of money and a living and like be happy um and then there's other people who just like want our perfectionists and just like want to be that kind of flash artist or trainer or whatever but And I think, you know what, too, we forget how our industry is still such a baby, you know, 
I hear it all the time, like, oh, like, should I take that, you know, lash course? Like, I feel like everybody's doing lashes now. And like, that's the beauty of it all. Like everyone can be, do, be like, you know, a lash artist or a lash tech, but it just takes so much more to like actually go into it. Like think of how many cosmetologists there are. Like think of how many hairdressers there are. But to actually get good quality like work, that shit is going to take time. It's going to take a couple years for you to like actually master your craft too. So there's always like room for improvement. There's room for growth and I think there's always going to be room for like innovative new artists. Right. And it's just like, there's, there's a spot in the industry for every kind of artist. It, you don't all have to be the same and take the same classes and produce the same work. Right. Um, which is like weird because a lot of people think that's what you have to do. Although that's not the case. So I think for the future, we want to have the people on the podcast now that we have figured out how to do this long distance and in different time zones too, if you will. So honestly, this is not, you know, only limited to US, but to anyone else in the world that follows us. We'll have you. Uh, literally all around the world so if you guys want to be part of the podcast or have any suggestions please do not hesitate hopefully the sound quality is pretty decent for this so we can kind of get rocking and rolling but I still want to end the podcast with the weird questions that me and Vanessa used to ask one another or I really forcefully had to ask um so Nessa are you ready yeah which room in the Hogwarts would you most want to have sex in? Because <laughs> we obviously have to keep it explicit. Um, I love Harry Potter very much. So this is a great question for me. And I already know the answer like instantly. So on the second floor, there's a girl's bathroom in Hogwarts where Moaning Myrtle is. Do you know who that is? Yes. Okay. So in that bathroom, there's a fountain. It's the one that um, Harry takes that, like the egg into to listen to underwater. That fountain that one that's the one that's the one yes um, why would I not expect anything less from you <laughs> and then I'm gonna ask you the most controversial internet question ever how do you feel about pineapple on pizza I fucking love it honestly I don't care what anybody says pineapple belongs on pizza what else do you put with your pineapple on pizza are you like a Hawaiian ham and ham and pineapple girl or like what ham and pineapple sometimes um, places put like cherries on it which like that's just overkill and really fucking weird I'm not I'm into really that I'm obsessed with cherries but I hate maraschino cherries like the candy cherries no no no, no. no I no. like candy cherries in my drinks I like real cherries whatever Vanessa okay we're leaving bye guys <laughs> bye